How y'all feel? Feeling good, bro. Good? Yeah, Good. Man. Today's episode of the Meet the Brave podcast is powered by Northwest Pizza and Pasta, where if you think the pizza is good, try hands down. And I mean hands down the best wings in the valley. Nobody, and I mean nobody does wings like NWP. Order now online for takeout, delivery, or you can pull up on them. Have everything in order and tell them Meet the Brave sent you. And you might finesse. They might throw extra wing in there too. You know, a little extra pepperoni on your shit. Pause. I've been I've been having to say pause all week. I've been I, I don't know what's been wrong. Mind your business, Lex. That's that's <laughs> your problem. That's your problem. I know. It is my problem. <laughs> Tapping with your folks, Northwest Pizza Morgue. We love you. Thank you for everything. Our day one sponsor. Today's episode of the Meet the Brave podcast is powered by you guessed it, Uplifters, um, black owned cultural strategy company moving all black companies into. Uh, the futurism of economics and building sustainability and wealth in our economy and producing original content like their hit series winning formula executive produced by our very own Alexius Franklin and surprise surprise we got the the owner founder and creator sitting in with us for our for our boy LG Johnnell tapping with uplifters no vows on IG dot right now or hit the website for all things uplifters Today's episode of the Meet the Brave podcast is powered by the Reef Studios. Studio downtown Oakland specializes in multi-tracking, podcasting, audiobook, you name it, it can be done. Come get your your your, your art curated here, man. Stop playing. Stop sleeping on yourself, really. And and the price is the price. The price is the price because you're going to walk out of here and it's going to be up for you forever. You're welcome. Reef Studios, follow on IG right now and uh, hit the DMs for inquiries and make it fast because people... That's the thing about community. Community has really been tapping in, so that we are we are hella booked right now, and I couldn't be great more grateful. We just signed our our year three lease at the Reef. It's been three official years, so tap in right now and try to get your slot, man. Every everything that's coming out of here is really really crazy. Shout out OG Jaron, Brian Simmons, Lucas, the gang for making it all possible. And last and never not least, today's episode is powered by Let's Bubble Productions. Our very own Alexius Franklin, filmmaker, director, writer, producer, and, and co-producer of the Meet the Bright podcast. And that's why everything looks so fly. Again, stop sleeping on yourself. If you want everything to be up-leveled and be as fly as we've been creating stuff, tap in with Let's Bubble Productions. Don't try to cut corners. Don't try to cut the middleman out, man. It's just, you already know how this goes. Pay, pay, pay what you weigh. And you really gonna go a long way. Ooh, nigga, I'm on it today. So Ooh, I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop. And with that being said, let's start the show. It's the Meet the Brave podcast. I'm Monty Draper. I'm John L. Sion. <laughs> oh, he just slid right in. Lex hey, B-U-B. You feel I mean, me? I see him ain't, out ain't, here. No, ain't no games. He hey. no, bro. No, brother, brother, brother. What's up, baby? What's up? I'm chilling, chilling. Thanks for sliding, man. Of um, thank you for that phone call. <laughs> LG. Hollywood. Um, <laughs> Hollywood L is different. Oh, definitely. I thought it was L A L, but it's Hollywood L. And 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 some. Now you even say it Hollywood wrong. It's Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood L is is that hey. Your man, your man, about to grow freeform hove dreads, and it's gonna be different. It's gonna be over. You gonna be like Maverick Carter? <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. Wait, what's up, fella? <laughs> Wait, nigga, what? What? Excuse me. Uh, uh, G is away in L.A. Uh, him, Bird, Lodge, or they're down there working. Actually, um, I don't know, man. I just it happens to me, and everybody I see that go to L.A. L.A. just looks good on folks. Um, Especially L. L's L's a star naturally. Like it's it's F. You know some people. You oh you can make them a star, and you can put them in a factory, put them in a gym, 
the BBL, all that shit. They could do all that shit and make and like form one. Mm-hmm. And it's niggas who was just born stars. L was one of them folks that was just born and reluctant and reluctant too. The reluctant hero, the reluctant star L. So he's down living his best life. Cause we love you. Uh, we're gonna try to call you, but I'm gonna assume you just got got back to your room and not even do that to you. Uh, happy, happy, happy Monday to all our day ones, our listenership. Um, we had a big week. We had a really big week. So, so salute to all our new subscribers, all our new listenership. Welcome to the Meet the Brave podcast. Uh, the all things pop culture, but more importantly, is a, a safe space for for creators and entrepreneurs um, and and futurism. Like, nigga, if we got the power to like just make up stories, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way we're gonna have a black a platform and all the negative shit about black folks is what we're going to, what we're going to highlight, um, all the death, all the torture, all the trauma. There's no way that's what that's going to, what that's going to be. I'm around too many, too many fly and incredible individuals that are doing exceptional things. And we formulated a team of those folks that's doing it. Uh, John L's here today. Lex, we going, we working on a deck. We knocking on the door of a decade of, of creating together. Um, and, and now being in business together, Talked about B. Simmons, uh, Morgue up in Portland with Northwest Pizza. He's 10 years in his business and he's thriving. What you guys built with LBR, I tell Jizzle all the time, like what it's morphed into is more, is, is the story. Uh, my cousins here from D.C., Shay, Daniel, I love you guys. Thank y'all for coming. Um, I took them around and they had a goal of buying all things black yesterday. And I was like, oh, that's definitely possible. I was like, well, what about the weed? I was like, oh, oh, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's brick and mortar too. So we hit the we we hit the homie, uh, pulled up on them. They were able to get some fi fi. Um, um, was uh, he the one that was on the pod, like a little bit ago? This was like a while ago. No, no, no. He, we, we'll, we'll get him because he, cause he's got an incredible story. The homie from Florida, and he's still, you know, he's still working on the the logistics. But we'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to figure that figure that out that endeavor out. Uh, took him by Good News. Uh, took him by a record store. Took like we really we really did some special things yesterday, and they were just like, "Yo, this is amazing." And I and then I took him by the NFT museum at Tribune. Dope. And I was just telling him, I was like, "Yo, this is." After I had the meeting with you and Kumar, and it's like, no, this is this is what I this is my concept of fun, like yeah. pulling up on the homies, busting down, working out ideas and plans every day in yeah. the, in the context of just movement. Uh, so a lot of a lot of amazing things going on, and, and so much of it is 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 centered and bred through the pod. Um, so again, to our new listeners, we appreciate y'all, man. Buckle buckle up. Um, this is episode one seventy two, one seventy two. So a lot for you to go back and get familiar with. You hear the hear the hiccups, hear the growth, the growing pains, the setbacks, the the ego, the pride. You get to hear all that shit to where we are today, and then where we're gonna take it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it really does. It, it's it's kind of poetic that you're here this today after the week. We we had an insane week. Um, just a business and planning and putting things in motion, getting them up on the board, making phone calls. Uh, cross-referencing Rolodexes and all that shit, man. It's 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 really it's really an old school tactile approach with a with a futuristic um, mindset, yeah. right? So uh, glad to be here. Uh, fed my my brothers, y- y'all know how we give it up. The the, the check in, how y'all doing for real? 
Like for like for real, for real. Like how how are we doing? Not the oh man, I'm good. Uh freak freak me and freak had that moment. Uh freak, I love you. Um Freak's been my business partner for, for well over a decade now as far as Brave Area is concerned and, and the music shit, but we you know, the cool when we would check in in those early stages, like, oh yeah, everything's good. But nigga, you my cousin, so I know that's not true. <laughs> I know you got other shit going on. And then the same side of me, he knows he knew my my financial situation and my living situation and my relationship. He knew everything was going on. I'd be like, everything's cool. But now text my nigga this week is like, yo, everything cool. Nigga, no, nigga, this is what's going on. <laughs> and it was it was just amazing. Um and I want to encourage that, man. I, I, I want to continue to to expand and emphasize and figure out a way to, you know, to make make that clear. This is a safe space to come address whatever you, you may you may you may deem a weakness at that time or a deficiency or a setback. Like this isn't the place for those things to be neglected. It's actually a place for those to be addressed and be supported and and find solutions and in, in, in correcting those. Uh, so to my brothers, how how are y'all? Man, I'm feeling creatively full, like you said. Right. Um, this week has been really productive with meetings, getting to hear people's art, see people's art. Um, the conversations has just been really fruitful, and I feel really blessed right now, I think. Looking back at the start of this and wanting to get into spaces with creatives, hmm. um, it's been a long journey, and this week was just validation of that, that hmm. work. Uh, man, so, you know... I, I can't I, I'm not complaining right now. I think the I'm at that point where it's like what work do I need to turn away? Right. And maybe deprioritize. But as well as checking in with the folks that have been with me from day one. Right. You right. Know, Lex and I had conversations this week. You and I had conversations. Kumar. Kumar. Shout out um, Kumar. Yeah, the whole Grand National team. Like it's just been really, really solid having those conversations and really building with everybody. So man, I feel good right now. Yeah, man. Bub, how you? What you? Yeah, you. You came in with some great news today. Yeah. Um, I b before you answer, uh, I think my emotional connection to your journey is is what it is because it's a lot how I see myself uh, musically from the how you are the filmmaking side. Um, not always the darling of the ball, and not always everyone's first call. But whenever they do call me, I show up and they're like, oh, man, you got a type, you know. So it's not, you know, the for whatever reason, the resume doesn't circulate the way that it should. But how you show up mm -hmm. um, leaves an impression on folks and facts. Um, one of the topics I got is proximity um, providing context and. Once I stopped sending niggas beats and verses, and they was like, nah, you got to come pull up. And they're like, wait, you do all of it? And I was like, yeah. You know, so that, that proximity and them being able to be that close to the process has offered so much context and has provided value. Um, and just to watch your stock go through the roof. Nigga, it was like six separate people that I talked to this week. It was like, man, nigga, Lex? Nigga. I'm like, I know, but you you talking about him the way I be talking about him. That's oh, you working with him from real? Johnnell seen uh, seen Lodge separately on la uh, last weekend, and he was like, "Nah, cut like for real." Shit, then got got spooky, spooky. You know, mm -hmm. Lodge 
lot to me, like what again, the things that Lige had to work through to unlock his creativity had nothing to do with talent. Uh, he Lige has always been as hilarious and as imaginative as he is now. Like mm-hmm. even as a, even when we were young, that nigga would just go on one with ideas, mm-hmm. or the way he would tell stories has always been. He's got the, next time y'all see Lodge, ask him about the the uh, the girl the chick he was seeing when we were in high school about sneaking in her room and her dad was a fucking uh, ex military vet. <laughs> this the, it's the funniest thing, but we were fifteen, and he was t- and, and I was like nigga, this is. This should be on like HBO or something. This is hilarious. And so now to see where he's morphed into, but he credits that to his partnership with you, like how much is unlocked and how detailed he's gotten and in, in him actually finishing his scripts and his storyboards and shit, man. So how are you feeling, bro? Because you, it's been a few weeks of just some insane, not necessarily like, thi- um, what what's the word? Not necessarily like money plays, but investments in 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 the starts of relationships that are going to set have your career set sail the way you wanted it to i think the last couple of weeks for me the it's been understanding my worth because for i don't know how long but both of you guys can contest to this that when i think of myself i'd be like i ain't really doing that much and i'm always questioning how talent if i'm even talented at what i'm doing right and I always feel like, you know, shit, I'm scared that I'm just going to fuck everything up. Right. So then whenever, like, you, Johnnell, ask me about anything, I always be like, damn, I hope this goes right. Right. It's So right now I'm at the process where I'm finally able to trust myself with the creative side of myself. Because for years, I was not a creative. I, I was not executing the creative side of me. And mm-hmm. I was just strictly numbers and doing what I needed to do. Yeah. And so, like, the last couple of weeks and all this shit that's happening, it's uh, it's still me grasping, like, holy shit. And I had an interesting conversation. I was going to ask you guys about it. Was I was talking to somebody, and I felt like they, they kind of gave me a slight diss. Huh. <laughs> but then I kind of just let it roll. Uh-huh. Because they... Cause Con- talking- can you give context? Yeah. Yeah, I was, about yeah. To, I was talking with them, and they were talking about where they at in their career, hmm. um, where I'm being at. Mind hmm. you, they started way before me. Right. But then the craziest part was he was like, well, you know, one thing that works for you is right now people are a lot more, people are looking for more creatives of color. So then it just opens up the door easier for you. Yeah. And so then I'm like, when you say that, that diminishes the 10 years of work that Hmm. I've been doing. And now you're just telling me it's because of this. Right. And then the only thing I could say back to him was, I was like, nigga, I ain't been through no doors yet. (laughs) (laughs) This is still me out of pocket. Right. 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 So. Huh. um, It's funny that, 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 that very specific dialogue has come up multiple times in multiple state spaces with uh some of my friends who identify you know as 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 other um sexually um uh, men women trans like for real it's been like for the, the the new the new wave of affirmative action if you will um and my answer is so so, 
If that if 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 my output of 172 episodes lands you at that, my nigga, there's nothing I can do for you. Mm. Like seriously, like so you it ain't no help you can come ask me for. There is no value I can provide you if you look at 172 episodes for free. And you doing how many clips? Each one? You're doing five, six. In the early days, you was doing like seven, eight clips per the whole two, three hours episode. And then social media posts for free for 172 episodes. And that person go, well, they just looking for people of color. Sir, where? You know? So, okay. So, still running. I'm still running laps around you. Yeah. And, again, that's why I say I, why, why I'm emotionally so attached to your journey is because I get the same thing. Some, so, whether they mean it as a diss or not, them them attempting to give me a compliment undermines. I I'm here. I'm Monday through Friday. I'm in this motherfucker by eight thirty. Yeah. Light a candle. Light an incense. Go get my coffee. Roll up, and the music's on all day. Right. Uh, if a voiceover work come. I send it back to the agency within the within the hour. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing, bro. I'm a machine. Can't nobody fuck with me at this. Yeah. Your favorite rapper don't work this hard. I promise you. Yeah. And but instead of going, man, I hope they get it. I hope they see me. Fuck all that. I'm about to turn up because it really don't matter. Really don't. We did that. You know what we did. You know what I I called call Lex. I was like I was like, oh, it's working, huh? He said, he said, what you mean? I said, niggas are commenting under the New York shit with emotional reactions without realizing what's being said. Oh man, don't be disrespected DJ premier like that. Huh? Oh, so you wasn't listening. So really right or wrong don't matter because you're going to feel how you want to feel anyway. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. Ain't no, it ain't no emotional person dictating how I'm about to move. Cause you emotional and you're not even looking at the data. You don't even want to go hear what's being said because nope. I'm saying what you're saying, but you already want to be so so pressed. You already didn't. You already didn't came up with your in your mind that I'm I'm disrespecting DJ Premier, <laughs> fam. All right, bro. You got you. Got, I I gotta let you have it at that because I look like a fool arguing with you. Yeah. Just for you to go back and be like, oh man, I that's what you were saying. Oh man, I get it. Yeah. But don't. We're not in the era. We're not in the we're not in the era of doing of doing of doing your research and being informed. Mm-hmm. We're in the era of just being able to say something. Shout out to uh, Nineteen Keys. Shout out to Earn Your Leisure. I, mean, I didn't even want I didn't even want to get there that fast, but salute to Earn Your Leisure. They threw um, <laughs> these niggas so tight. Well, I, I I it's not very many podcasts, especially black podcasts, that are doing what Earn Your Leisure is doing, right? So their concept of a tour. Is is functions across the is, is across the world? Cause how cause how do black people network for real? Functions. Yep. So nigga, they throwing functions across the across the nation, bro. So they of course they come to Oakland, nigga. We walk, we me and my partner E, shout out E. Uh, we getting drinks, all the shit, eating. We kicking, taking our time out. We ain't gotta be on time, nigga. We get there at like six oh five. The line around the corner on a Thursday. Yep. Around the corner, but guess what? Everybody's doing in line. Networking, introducing themselves to each other. Yeah. Oh man, I have a PR firm. Where you at? Oh, my office is right here on uh off of, off of Grand. And, wait, what? You you live here? You live here and you work here, mm-hmm. and you black gold. 
they put about 400 people in the same room that are doing doing things. So that 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 economic strength that we need, it exists and people just got to be put together. So yeah. Earn Your Leisure is doing a tour of putting everybody together so it ain't no excuse for our dollar not to circulate the way it needs to. Yeah. You don't have to go get no white firm, no white agency if if you're in if you have the needs that we have right now, mm-hmm. which is all social, which is all marketing, which is all promotions. I don't have to go hire nobody white. I can go hire a black man and a woman to do to work to get put them together. Now we really up. Yep. Man, that night was so beautiful, bro. I met I met somebody that does a little bit of everything. <laughs> so, dead ass. Um, one of one of my really good friends from high school was there, and he just so happens to be a fan of everything Grand National. So he was running around uh, Zanzi going, hey man, you gotta meet. And so we, me and Champ sit, standing by the bar and it was, he would just bring a, he would bring a person every five minutes to meet. Yes. So our black market week is, is booked. We booked, yeah. we, we, all our bookings is done. Sure. We had a goal to get however many people we got off. We have all of them <laughs> off one night. It's on the flow. You know what I'm saying? So it's, there is, there is something there's something to be said about again to to that point about how you show up, yeah. the consistency, and the people who are closest to you not being able to even identify it, let alone value it. Fam, I ain't shit I could do for you, because yeah. it's strangers that's DMing me from other countries that don't even speak English. Going, bro, Sunday morning saved my life. I'm like, nigga, it's people that I, that that I see every day that ain't even heard that song, yeah. and go turn around and ask me. Monty, can you give me some advice? Nigga, sorry. Yeah. There's nothing like there's nothing I can do for that's, you, bro. That's been that's <laughs> the other thing where you know how you said our like our paths have been kind of like parallel. Yeah. I was gonna tell you before the pod started that I had one of your moments huh. where somebody came up to me and they were like, Watch my video now. Don't you think we should be working together? Huh. Like they're telling me I should be working with them. Right. Because they seen all the work I've been doing. And I'm like, so I should be working with mm-hmm. you because you've seen what I'm doing. Right. It was like this weird conversation. And I was like, damn, this sounds like a conversation that Monty done told me about that he done have with people. Damn, Bro. I had the same experience, too. Went to an event, <laughs> pulled up. It was like, you do PR. I'm like, uh, I guess. But, but it was, you know, really just having conversations with creatives like, People, I think, see the work that we're putting in. Even then, you know, I think they they recognize that um, they can't do it on their own, and and they're seeing us work together, and they're like, "Damn, how all these black folks get together in a room and start working together?" Um, and so I think people want that connection. I think your point around earn your leisure money and the fact that they're bringing business owners and creatives together in a way that feels culturally relevant for us is needed. And that's, that's the beauty. Hmm. Um, but you can't undermine the process that they put into it. You can't undermine the process that we've all put into this, this thing that we love, um, for the culture. Um, but you know, that's, that, that's the journey people got to recognize and you got to appreciate the people that are doing it. And, you know, and also humble yourself to be like, bro, I want to I want to learn and 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 can you can you shed some light on what I need to do and some people are still stuck in not wanting to hear the real. Yeah. They just want to be like, "Well, you had it this coming and you were doing this and these opportunities, but like 
we all hear about opportunities. How many of us are taking the chance and going after it? Right. Yeah. You know? And I feel like, like me and you have talked about it, John L, but uh, people thinking that there's a shortcut. Hmm. Like, they yeah. feel like you got where you were at and Monty got where he was at and I got where I was at and by shortcuts. Yeah. When it's like, nah, we done took the long route. Yeah. And any shortcut that you really think that somebody has, they didn't get it. Bro. And if they did get it, that's for the reason why that, it came so quick that it disappears. Bro, my, my my favorite my favorite moment in the last three, four years is is Hove on uh Rap Radar. Mm-hmm. Knew, we knew they were gonna get the interview at some point. But four 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 happens. It completely reshapes where hip hop is the I the 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 futuristic part of it because not just because of what Hove's display on 444, but how good Styles P has sound over the last five years, how great Black Thought has sounded over the last five years, Grisel, the Griselda niggas, how 2 Chains has aged, how Pusha T has aged. Like, our elder statesmen are getting better. Mm-hmm. So that concept of a young man's sport is being challenged. Not to say that the youth don't aren't the leaders. That's not what I'm saying. Two different things. Mm-hmm. Our elder statesmen are just aging fly. Go- the way Co- the way Gucci and Keisha make black love look is just it's tangible. It's not this it's not this unobtainable visual, right? And so Hove talking about therapy and having to work through demons as a man to be the husband and the father that he intended to be because intention is intentions versus like habits and rewiring Wayne Dyer hardest thing you do in your life is rewiring mm-hmm. um man these things we interfaced with on the path of becoming the men we want to be I don't give a fuck what nobody say bro being over being being fucking overstimulated and overexposed my nigga and being preyed upon nigga it does something to you so the concept of just being a monogamous man in a relationship is that that shit is out bro sorry I don't, give, I don't give a fuck if you don't want to hear it if you if if it's gonna rub you the wrong way if you want to challenge it I'm not bro I'm, I, it's stop with that stupid shit like the like how how we're going to get to our matrimony yeah. is not the way this shit has been 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 um marketed branded and shown in entertainment through the lens of whiteness that's not our reality it's not one it's not where we come from but that's another story because yeah. let, let let's let's all right let's just do away with the being slaves and being stolen from your country and how we was giving it up over there right. whatever all right let's let's not even let's not even have that conversation let's strictly talk about literally overexposure st- stimulants and 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 how, and how sex is presented in our community and how black bodies are are oversexualized can we have can we have a reasonable conversation about, about that before we talk about some bullshit Western civilization, monogamous marriage, bro. Like that's that shit is so played, so played. And the and the and the and the the black feminists who then got wrapped up into that bullshit and then want to demonize black men. That shit is all so goofy, bro. And to play the victim and the, I, I, bro. It's just been one of those things where you start to see it and it's all a play. And it's attached to the demonization of black men, our demon, our demonization of wealth and building wealth and. And and so many people not understanding that mar- that marriage and reproduction is a business. Yeah, 
So we got we to gotta have a whole different conversation and a whole different mindset and approaching that shit. It's not just this straight up black and white thing that you didn't got from some fucking book and you didn't watch the notebook seven, seven, 70,000 times. Nigga, this ain't, that ain't our reality. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You going to, it's, I'm, hey, I'm outside, been outside and it's, hey, I don't got no exes. <laughs> with a, with a, with a, with a straight face. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. That bitch just miserable. Baby, don't believe it. Like, I'm every, everything. But even, even that, I don't even got, I don't even got that energy for you. I'm going to laugh. Cause any, 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 anybody that come on, that come on some bullshit and sees, and see something, see people scaling and building together and try to disrupt that. And you fall for it, shit. That's on you. Yeah. I was listening to uh, Beyonce catalog, and I was like, "Bro, I said be so out of pocket." I said, "Be," I said, "Be so out of pocket." She got all the all the anti nigga songs and breakup songs, and and they going through real shit yeah. in their marriage. Yeah. You going no going through going through real shit. Uh, Gabrielle Union uh, did a did a. I think I don't know if it's GQ or whatever, yeah. but she was like the woman I am today. Wouldn't have forgiven D Wade and taken him back for the 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 baby the, the oh, outside baby outside. and shit. Yeah, and I felt her, and I and I hella, hella hella appreciated her her honesty for it. But it was also like, but why not? It's fucking D Wade, bro. Like, <laughs> if that nigga can't have a baby on the side, then who can? God damn it! You know, that's crazy to say. I'm sorry. I'm well. I'm well. No baby. No. <laughs> you got to be exceptional. <laughs> you got to. You got to be. Have you you got to be legendary. Have, have you seen what that nigga did in the playoffs? Like, yeah. like let me pull up his highlights on YouTube. Hey, real quick. he had to go buy an NBA team just to keep her. <laughs> Man, uh, I hear you, but let's watch these. Let's watch these highlights together and see if you still feel. How it's ridiculous but it's the it's it's the it's the fucking truth it's the truth let's get off this topic before <laughs> britney's gonna kill us britney's absolutely gonna kill us there is so much to get should we call b first yeah uh see it. what she's on you guys talk for a second i'm gonna try to get b on the phone yeah man no nah, it's it it's it's really wild i think to your point around just how that, those conversations and not really addressing the trauma and how we have just made it, we just politicize it, and folks is really, really going through it, and we're still not really trying to address that trauma, and we don't have ways to communicate. That's why it's just beautiful to be here, is because we can have these honest conversations with one another and and be real with each other. Is this uh, this Brittany Nation, co-producer of the Meet the Brave podcast? (laughs) Is this who I have on the phone today? This is this is who you have on the phone right now, Steph. Are How you, are you? Are you still in the? In, are you still working in the field? That that kind of threw me off. I didn't I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know if I was supposed to come come rescue you. Were we supposed to run away together, or that's just the look you was going for. I, was, I felt I felt the way my nigga moved to the south and is all on the plantation. This is crazy. Well, blew my mind. She likes him. Yeah, she's supposed to be in the house. I was like, now I'm really confused. <laughs> <laughs> um so you know, I'm, I was inside making massive dinner. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm gonna allow you to be surprised by our conversation that led us to this point. Um and pr- and pray that you don't kill us for it. I know you're gonna have strong opinions, but we're just gonna skip all that and not even not even go backwards. Um we love you, we awesome. miss you, we're proud of you. Um happy Sunday slash Monday because that's what we do. Um, 
what's go first of all congrats on an epic season two um oh, thank you conversations with nation um a couple questions okay what 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 did you discover um the different and the differences between season one and season two um how are how are you feeling um going forward and and what how how are you feeling going forward and then lastly your 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 plans and and like goals right like are you setting your goals even higher based on what you accomplished season two or are you scaling them back like what 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 discovery was made for you um okay so that first part um honestly the second season was i'm really proud of it because i went into it pretty nervous of like i think it's a the same way people think about like their sophomore album like people call talk about like the sophomore slump where somebody will like come out with a fire ass like first album and that second one be like mm. and so that was like one of my biggest i guess fears would be the right word or concerns going in like damn like this second season can't be trash <laughs> um but it was i think one of the things i learned was just um I, that was a season that I feel like I tried the most stuff out. And given there's only two, but <laughs> I was trying out video. I was trying out um, the like every other with Sita. I was trying out a lot of things to kind of figure out what worked. Um, so it's a lot. It's a season full of like me being willing to kind of take chances and try some things out, which for my personality is a little difficult because I'm a very like perfectionist and I want things to be right and perfect and um it felt sometimes a little <laughs> a little bit everywhere but the reality was there was no other way to figure oh, it you, out you you was out there acting it. like money that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> hey this life ain't for everybody fam it's good <laughs> we're gonna have a little bit of everything and just see what sticks right um, yeah. and I think from that I just really learned kind of like I think it's a it's a season of me kind of figuring out what my niche is and what mm. my, what I want my audience to be because I think I was trying to kind of scale an art audience that was too large and losing some of the like um, the potency conversation that I wanted to have and so it was kind of like it was just a tri it was a lot of trial and but I also thought like every season I do want to do something different and something better. So first season was all audio only second season. I included video. I did the promo video to start it. Um, I was trying out some different things. So it was always to, to elevate it. Um, my third season, <laughs> uh, my plans for it is yet another like ad addition and elevation to it. Um, which I haven't, I haven't fully worked out yet. I, I've been toying with the idea, as you know, about the magazine um, and merging that with the pod, but I'm kind of still working out, like, what that is exactly. Um, and it's it's something it's something that I've, like, never seen before. Right, right. <laughs> so it's hard to land on the vision around it, and it keeps changing as I kind of get clearer and clearer on what it is that I want to do. Um in my mind, it'll take me a little bit longer to get to season three because because of the changes that I want to make, there's a lot of stuff I'm going to have to try to figure out in between. Um, and I'm happy to be with this group um, that I'm with out here to have access to some more resources to kind of begin trying some things out um, with incorporating like 
like fashion and uh, photography and art within the pod. Um, so just kind of trying to figure that out right <laughs> right now, but it's always just trying to get a little bit more clarity on like what's next and honing it in and then also getting the process around um, money and trying to figure out what, what that looks like. Is this going to be going behind a paywall at some point? Right, um, right. Or some part of it going behind a paywall and kind of just trying to figure that out because the more the more I begin to scale, the more expensive it becomes. Right. <laughs> and so then you go like, well, I can't just... Can't just, can't can't just get us away? Yeah. <laughs> I can't just get us to y'all. Um, <laughs> I think I think that's uh, initially when um, when I, when I, when I caught when I caught on to the show, what impressed me the most, the most was how specific it was. Um, and, and understanding, like, I feel like this shit was made for me. You know what I'm saying? Like the, like I, and, and, but what comes with that? Right. Cause I know, I know my, my sensibilities and my taste, you know, it isn't, isn't, aren't the general sensibilities and taste. Um, so how do you market that? How do you scale that? How do you go seek those people out? How do you build? And, just watching watching the guests that you chose for season two, um, I thought was really bold and really, really, really out there. What went into that decision making for your guests for season two? I didn't hear that last. Say that last part one more time. What uh, what went into to the decision making for your guests for season two? Ooh, um, you know, at the I started season two probably with. The first maybe six episodes worked out Mm -hmm. as far as guests. Um, Elle was an obvious pick from kind of already some things I was working on in season one. And his episode really morphed. Like, um, I I talked to him about this before when he was doing the, um, when we were recording for the finale. And um, his his episode was really supposed to be about (laughs) anti-heroes. Um, because I think that nigga is the epitome of an anti-hero. Um, but it, it, it really began to kind of like morph when I got to understand, like, I, I, once we got to it, I was like, oh, I see what he, I'm here. So I'm gonna just happen because I think that there has to be some, um, some like fluidity and kind of like what story you want to tell. Cause you could have an idea, you can get in there and then you can start the conversation and you have to be smart and how to figure out when to let it go in different directions, when to hop in and steer. And I think it's the the two biggest things I've learned in podcasting is that you will have the greatest conversations by asking the right questions, mm-hmm. but also knowing when to shut up. Mm-hmm. And those two things really give you the wonderful conversation because you have to learn how to like navigate a conversation appropriately. Right. Um, and then everybody, like a lot of the other people were just, just like really dope human beings that were like super important to the narrative of kind of like what's going on in the culture. So my friend Brittany, who's a nurse, like that's really important to be talking about right now. When we're thinking about black people in the medical um, industry and just how we're treated, black women specifically too, and it's like how we're very disregarded and all of those things that are like important to for us to be start knowledgeable knowledgeable about and know about and it's it's important to me that like we 
we are contributing something like to the culture and that's kind of like I don't know if y'all ever <laughs> y'all talked about that one question I put in there today but just I'm really having to recognize that my focus and what I'm I'm deeming to be successful is something where I get or I get to actually change something mm-hmm. and so it's important that the conversations I have um are are doing that but then you also have to balance that with like trying to draw the culture in Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be willing to have the conversation and so it's it's an interesting um dynamic and then the the last one i'm talking about was the um my friend that was uh latina Mm -hmm. and i thought it was really interesting because i i definitely know that of my audience like I definitely have a lot of women and a lot of Latino women. And so I definitely wanted to make sure I had something that um, was serving to them. And then also bridge that gap too of understanding that there is a commonality between us Mm -hmm. as women women and other women of color, but also acknowledging like, this is a different experience. Also, there's some things that are very similar for both of us operating in a system that is patriarchal. So, um, yeah, I just I'm just trying to like find different angles to have conversations about the things that I think are really important and really help um, open up thoughts and conversation around like the world we exist in and how do we how do we kind of navigate that? I, I'm it's so crazy. We we met, uh, we did the collab show, and then it was just like it was circulating in my brain. It was like um, how I how I. One, I become her friend for real, and then how do we how do we steal her and have her be a part in in some in some capacity? Um, and similar to when I met Janelle, I was like, "This is gonna be my friend for real." <laughs> like, I don't know, I don't know what it's gonna look like, but it's gonna be my partner. And and it morphed, and then you and I we met, and then I, I talked to Elle and Lex first about about you being a part in sub capacity, but then you were for it, and it and and, and you know we've 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 hinted to it and kind of told people, but it's it, I. Morg made a point. He's like, "Yo, it, it it's clearly obvious that Britney's having an influence on the topics because they just have way more body now and 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 depth." Um, how how has it been for you, um, offering insight? And then and then even in the beginning, right? It's 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 a show with with three niggas on it. Uh, <laughs> That you know, half 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 cock perspective. You know, even if the points are good, sometimes it's like nigga for real. Like you had to say it that way, you know. Um, but you've been supportive since day one, and but then being a part of it, what did you what did you want to add? Um, if any, if anything, what how how did you want to show up being a co producer now and and adding and adding to meet the break? I mean, I think y'all um, y'all give me a a bigger playground to play on Mm. like it's um i think i think it was lex that might have said this it was either lex or l it was one one of those two sickos i love (laughs) (laughs) y'all it was this understanding of like when you are around people who have experienced a lot in life Hmm. they have this significantly larger range like what is and isn't acceptable because a lot of people that are overly politically correct haven't really experienced much. Wow. But when you have people who have really done some shit and been in some shit and lived life, the the field of what is okay and not okay to talk about is significantly wider. 
And so for me, as a, um, I think as a woman, you often kind of get boxed in really tight. And so to come here with y'all minds, I'm like, oh, this playground is hella open. Like, what? I'm about to, <laughs> I'm about to play hella four square. <laughs> <laughs> about to hoop a little bit, about to get on the gym rings. Like, and I can, I'm able to kind of like play around a lot more and not overly, um, not always have to worry about offending people because I, I look around and go, like, I know if I'm offending you, these niggas have offended you <laughs> <laughs> six or seven times. So uh, so that was, like, that was really dope. But it's also um, one of the things I really I really love about y'all, and I think I said this in my, in my last um, episode at the end of the finale when I was, like, talking about how much I love y'all, but um, it was... I appreciated that I got to walk into this space as an intellectual and a creative and that's what it was. Like it wasn't, Oh, like (laughs) it's a value. Like, Oh, I got to, there's now like a woman here, but it wasn't like you, you y'all never made me feel like, okay, well there's a girl added on. It was like, no, there's another intellectual human being. That's a creative. That's going to be added to the team. That's has another experience and perspective. That's going to be valid to offer here. And, um, I've had other people ask to grab, um, I've had, <laughs> let me not say names. I was going to be like, I had a couple of niggas from them little all death physical people actually hit me up before. And so, but since you're over there posting niggas from there. Oh, oh <laughs> damn. All um, deaf. Y'all ruining it. Oh, man. You might have moved the ball. no, it was, um, it was very much like. Oh, this is a cute girl who's doing some stuff, and that was really frustrating to interact with. And then also be like me to be like, I'm good. Like I don't, I'm good. I don't need that. Um, but to be in a space with people who didn't look at it that way, like I'm a woman, of course. But it was like, yeah, we need that perspective from an intellectual creative that also has that viewpoint and vantage point. So it was. It, it, I mean, it's been dope. I'm excited. I'm excited to help build. I also. Um, a lot of people, I guess, probably don't know this, but like, I love, like, I want to be a producer, like kind of the angle I want to take. And I prefer to be more behind the scenes, like having my own show and like having to be the forefront of it is not overly exciting to me. I'm excited to like organize shit. I'm excited to find data. I'm excited to put questions in. I have no problem getting on the camera, but it's like the behind the scenes is more important to me. I always tell people like, I, I wouldn't be like the Patrick Cloud. Right. Like, I could be on there and hold yeah. my own, but, like, I love the behind-the-scenes significantly more than I love the being in front. Shout out. It's okay to, it's okay to shout out Pat Cloud there, right? Because that's really my dog. Like, I really, really am a big-ass fan of Pat Cloud. Can I say that? Hello? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. No, no, that, that was that was it. We love you, B. Get, do, before, before, we, before you go... Do one of your topics that you think because we hadn't we hadn't we've literally only gotten to a handful on the overall list. So do one of do one of yours uh, while we got you. Okay. Um, let me see. Not the communication. Well, we can do that one. We can do that one. The communication. Um, actually, no. What was the ugh, crap? What was the second one I had said? Your second one? Oh, well, so, well, the communication is, it's like, you got Tiana's farewell tour. 
you got the uh, poor communicators uh, talking about being misunderstood, and then you have the uh, uh, line between unwavering belief um, and the being oh, delusional. That one, yeah, yeah. I was. I've been working a lot on um, when I talk about. I, I talked about like I want to get out of my nine to five and mm. what that um, and what that'll entail, but also like what that'll have to entail financially. Right. And um, I think that is something I've been really like paying attention to and researching more and paying a lot of attention and, and trying to change some thoughts and habits and beliefs around. Um, and I was noticing that like with conversations I was having with things I was learning, I was like, there are a lot of people who are, who I feel sometimes I go like, are they a little delusional? Right. <laughs> so mm. kind of fucked up. But it, I go because there are there are actual practices that people have to do to the place that they want to get to, mm-hmm. but they just kind of like have this expectation to get there without the part. Like mm. you can't expect to have. Um, like I think there's a lot of people who are like. If you can't manage 60K a year, you definitely can't manage 6 million a year. Come it's on. not possible. Come on. Like, it's literally not possible. So, to me, I'm like, if you don't have the self-discipline and the financial literacy, small things, you don't have the, the, the financial literacy or the self-discipline. The big thing. People always say... But I'm going to hire somebody to do it. What you mean? <laughs> what you mean? I'm going to have an accountant, you dummy. That's so crazy. And he going to steal it all. And he going to take every, every penny. <laughs> And not listen to nothing of it. Right, right. <laughs> but it's also just like, um, it's it's asking for things that you don't have the system set up to actually do. Ooh, talk about and it. And that's, that's, like, how much more embarrassing is it to be broke making 60K versus I got six mil and I'm still broke. Like, Man, don't, don't ask for the blessings that you are not actually capable of, like, living out and i think that Damn. and i say that as not as judgment on anybody else but like as i'm learning certain things and i was joking around the other time i'm like trying to get through target and like get out with the one or one or two things i went in for while trying to be on a budget it's like being smarter and the things i'm learning i'm going like damn Britt, like you can't ask for a certain lifestyle and have no idea how to manage it yeah. and so th- you need to start figuring out how to manage this lifestyle you're trying to call in wow. and not just be out here walling because it's not just happen and i'm gonna magically become smarter know how to deal with this much uh money or influence or whatever and which also ties into that second one where i was just like i was actually binging the um the shop the last two seasons of the shop the other night i was got really high and was like i want to eat and watch the shop and i was like um one of the things i've been looking at is like like all these people that around me are that are so successful and there's something about it that just like wasn't resonating and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I was realizing like a lot of people will make you like cool or popular or see you as cool or popular because you're financially successful. Mm. But I was realizing like, I don't resonate with that because I don't really care about money. Like <laughs> I don't really care about it. It's like, I know that like, I think there's a difference between looking at financial success as a as a end goal versus looking at it as a tool that you need in your bag to chip at these other things you're trying to do. Right. And 
that's where I'm at. And I don't, I don't have an issue with either one. Like, let me be very clear. Like if you are looking for financial success, go do it. If you're, especially if you're black, like I, I love to have more representation. I love to have people not worrying about their families and all those other stuff. Go, if that's your route, that's your route. But I was understanding that for my vision of what I want to do, this wasn't resonating with me, but it also is something I know I kind of need to do to get to, but couldn't place it. And then it just sicked me. And I think it was, I think it was the episode with Jay-Z, I want to say was on there, but I don't know. It was one of them because I watched like seven of them things in one night, but it was like, oh, I don't care about this. I care about changing the culture. And so that means that this has to be part of it, though. That's a tool I need to, but then how, I need to know how to use the tool, which goes back to the understanding <laughs> of like financial. Like, I, need, I know I need this fucking power saw to build this house. Okay, but like, bitch, do you know how to use a power saw? So why the fuck are you asking for a power saw? Is your fucking hand off? Like, oh, I guess I got to go like learn how to do that. And so those are just things I have been like thinking about and sitting with this week that I was like, okay, like, let's talk about that. Wow, Bri. I, I OG OG said um a couple weeks ago actually. It's like you want to know you want to know about where somebody is headed. Take a look at at their crew. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you can get a lot of information about somebody by who they didn't align themselves with. And and the 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 monologue you just went on my nigga is exactly why I fuck with you. Um so we 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 gonna we gonna try to get we gonna try to get Hollywood not L A L but Hollywood L on the phone. We gonna try we gonna try, but that nigga probably getting his free forms done right now. So the pro- we don't we don't know, but we wanted we wanted to talk to the talk to the crew. Um, that and- nigga get his free forms done by a bad bitch with six inch nails. Right, right, right. We uh B we 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 love you. Um, we're excited about the future and everything that that is coming. Thank you for your contributions to the show and, and, and the up-leveling and the scaling of MTB, fam. I love y'all, too. Y'all have a beautiful show. Right on, B. Who's that? Is that that's Janelle? That's Janelle, yeah. Oh, that sounds like Janelle. Hi, Janelle. <laughs> what up, B? <laughs> All right, B. Wonderful what, person. <laughs> what's after? You the queen, B. <laughs> Is that Lex? Yeah. I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> Bye y'all. Bye, B. Bro, did y'all hear her? Yo. Did y'all hear that see that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Like that kind of thought, um, that kind of that kind of information, that kind of detail just being shared across. Yeah. Um is exactly is exactly type of type of building information. What you got? What you <laughs> I think she said y'all with her ancient friends. That's why she can be here. <laughs> <laughs> It's cool. I she, like being the ancient. Friend. You you feel me? You feel, I feel me? Like she was just basically saying like these niggas are so toxic. Right, right. I could just let out my I whole. Say, I, I can say anything. I can get this show yeah. I can say anything. Nah, man. It's 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 just been beautiful watching everybody grow, watching everybody scale. Season two of Conversations with Nation. If you haven't seen it, those those conversations and those interviews and those those one on ones. She kicks off the season with with L. And when I tell you that dialogue is just beyond anything you'll ever experience uh, tapping. I appreciate yeah, And I appreciated you asking her about her process because it is. It's been her just being able to start somewhere, 
fully go into audio and then recognize, yo, I want to explore visual. And right. now she's refining in this this third phase. And I think the three of us all have had this conversation about just being in beta and being willing to iterate. Like Brittany is definitely doing that with her brand. So, you know, it's, it's beautiful to watch her do that. Um, brands, rebranding, scaling. Mm-hmm. This NFL hove, hove play is is shaping up to be one of the more disruptive things we've ever seen. Yeah. Today this week they announced the halftime show lineup. Yeah. Crazy. Da- leg a leg legacy honoring Dr. Dre and all things affiliated Dr. Yeah. Dre. Yeah. That means Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. That means Mary J. Blige. That Snoop. means Snoop Dogg. That means Eminem. That have been announced. Yeah. Which could potentially mean fifty cent. Which yeah. could potentially mean a game. Was could potentially mean the NWA. Bro. Like, it could get it could get spooky up there. Yo, but imagine just the universe because the industry is there. So that whole week you there for the Super Bowl, there's right. probably gonna be shows everywhere. Everywhere, and we we did the whole New York bias shit last week. Hey, quick. Okay. You sickos. What I do. You have the New York hat on with the New York fans. <laughs> you pandering. It just hit me right now. Come on, fam. Stop playing with me. I'm going full heel. I'm going full heel. But I, I haven't decided if I want to go Razor Ramon heel or if I want to go like. You trying to think of another really Hulk Hogan, I'm coming for you, nigga. Like, I'm, like what kind of heel? Because correct me if I'm wrong. Our introduction to The Rock, he was a heel. Yes, he yeah. was. Right. Am I am I making that up? No, he yeah. was. When he's with the nation, who's who's the, who's the most famous person in the world? Who's more famous than The Rock? Seriously, Dwayne Johnson. Who's more? Okay, that's another story. No. But New York, I love y'all. <laughs> I swear, I swear, I'm sorry. I swear, it, I love New York. Right, it hit me so hard. That's why I, was, I felt like Bernie Mac on House Party Three. <laughs> Ooh, 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 my mama did. Yeah. My mama did. Now I gotta cut you. That's the rule. Uh, New York, I love y'all, bro. I did, it wasn't an attack. It was just a highlight on how on how hypocrite are um, like the shit that they get away with. Q-Tip has openly said, "Hey, fam, we was listening to Dre and them niggas. They had shit on lock." Yeah. Low end theory sounds the way it does because the chronic came out and made niggas tuck their chain in. Stop playing with Dre. Yeah. I know I love don't know it's not a you won't find a bigger Puff fan than me. When niggas are talking about Puff robbing people, I was def, I'm always gonna defend Puff. Always. But the Puff versus Dre shit has to stop. It's not even close. No. It's not even close. I'm I'm gonna say it now. The halftime show gets announced, <laughs> and it's and, it, and it's Dre and friends. <laughs> Can we talk about a flex or no? Doctor Dre's not leaving his house for you. Got to start that conversation at least three million dollars just for him. Man. Now his partners is pulling up. What's Eminem leaving Detroit for? Seriously, what would you guess? At least, at least eight figures. Mary J and the Dancery. What are you getting her for? Seriously. At least eight figures. <laughs> what are you getting? Kendrick don't have his phone for three months. What you getting him to come out his house for to Super Bowl? Shit. Man. And we know Snoop. Don't get me started on Snoop. 
the biggest rap superstar ever. I said it. Yeah. He is. It's not. I'm tired, I'm tired of people playing with this. It's man. not even close. Biggest, biggest rap superstar ever. MC Hammer is the first rap superstar from the Bay. You're welcome, y'all. And then Snoop just came and made it all make sense. It's not even close. These, these folks are from our region. New York, y'all can y'all can write this story however y'all want to. Atlanta, y'all can write this story however y'all want to. There is there is no industry without the West Coast. I feel like this was Jay's way of showing you niggas who wins in the verses. Jay was like, "You guys, can talk hey, puff, all that puff, puff, my man." <laughs> but if Dre called for a verse, Hove stopping everything. Yeah. Let me show you. I I don't know. I I I to your point. I just found so much humor in that. Um, but it, it's all jokes. New York, y'all, you y'all are the mecca of of so much shit. Um, I I just I love how people don't listen to shit. Cause then I had a whole bunch of motherfuckers from, either from New York or that lived there at one point wanting to call me and explain why New York was the mecca of art and culture. I'm bro, that's not what the conversation was. Mm-mm. That's not, that's not what the conversation it was. Some some New York some New York platforms, Joe. Um, Math Hoffa and them and their their show had the nerve to disrespect JD and disregard the, him and the verses and I and I stood up for it. That's all. They had they had New York had the nerve. New York had the nerve to say that Fat Joe would beat Ja Rule in the verses, and I stood up for Ja Rule. That's all that conversation was. It didn't have nothing to do with New York's influence on nothing. It had everything to do with New York being. Um, the main culprit and them not being dominant and leaders in culture anymore. That's what, that's what that was. Yeah. New York under undermining everything that brought value to their, to their art scene. That's what, that's all that conversation was, but for another day and potentially to be had with somebody from New York, y'all, y'all, y'all wait and see when that's coming. I'm excited for that. Um, but Q-Tip was on, uh, was on with Math Hoffa and them and, and talked about, Bringing a particular artist to multiple labels, uh, Columbia and somebody else, uh, Columbia and Def Jam, I believe it was, um, and that artist being passed on. Mm-hmm. But Q-Tip walked walked her into the building, and they passed on her. And then he proceeds to go, yeah, and that artist turned into Magnus Stein. And Q-Tip goes, nigga, if my cosign don't work no more, what what's going on? If my cosign and that artist being Magna Stallion didn't work, and she had to go a whole nother route to get there, what what's really what's yeah. really going on? Yeah. And it it just made me it made me think about the industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. Q-Tip can't walk somebody in the door and get you to get you to take it seriously. Then then who can? I mean that. Oh, you see the success that Yo Gotti's having this year. CMG, name a bigger label. So I didn't see the interview. Did he provide context in terms of his perspective on why they passed? No. Okay. I was. I was. I. I didn't feel like he did. I felt like he said it mm-hmm. and kind of hinted at it. But it's the industry. You don't want to offend nobody. Yeah. Okay. But this is the same. These are the same folks that we're talking about that passed on a hove, that passed on, that passed on. Like everybody gets passed on, so it's not. It's not. That's not a knock on the industry as a whole. People get passed on every day. Mm-hmm. Great, like the greats. Yeah, Ye got passed on. Nah, like everybody. Everybody gets passed on. But yeah. if Q-Tip can't walk a Meg the Stallion into your building, you go, oh, I get it. Or I'm going to give it a chance, nigga, because you Q-Tip. Yeah. 
Yeah. You produced that. Uh, how much of that Janet Jackson record did Q-Tip produce? My nigga. Sure. On that, before before we even start talking about Tribe and everything else, that alone get tipped some sway, in my, I would think. Yeah. All right, but no. And so it just it just made me think. Cause I, and you know, and I guess why it resonated so much is because that's where we're at. Yep. Shopping uh, Kev's record yep. right now. Yep. And taking meetings yep. and what meetings we can get, what meetings we can't get. Um, the guy, the 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 factors that are moving around that are telling us like how proud of Grand National they are, how inspired, how much they want to help, and them niggas can't walk us in the front door. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's it's really really hard right now. Not to find it laughable and go fuck it, we gotta do it ourselves because of how goofy that is. Yeah. You fuck with nobody. It, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Nah, good nah. No, you Keep, gotta, no, I was no, just gonna say, I think it. For me, I look at that and it just says it. It's less maybe about Q-tip and that Meg weren't you know viable in their eyes, and maybe it, the industry don't really got it on lock like that, mm. and they need certified wins in order to get the backing the financial back because it all comes back to financial backing right so you can't take (laughs) certified win what's what's more certified than a female mc dominating the way meg is well she definitely was dominating and i think that 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 built the brand that she's built like she was really pressing and, and 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 making sure that she was making inroads but that wasn't because the industry was backing her. She was just doing it Do on it to her the own. Neck. Yeah. Um, I don't know why we have to be exceptional as black creatives for mm. people to buy into what we're doing. Mm. But that's that's what I feel like it is. It's like if we got to go pitch something to someone, there has to be data points. There got to be all these things. It can't just be straight vision. Like right. we seen with these cats that did Firefest. All you showed them was a PowerPoint deck. Right. And you got the bag. Right. Why do we have to go over and beyond and win? And I think even Q-Tip has to – it goes back to Dwayne Wade and all of this. Like, <laughs> we got to be exemplary right. for you to really support us. Right. Man, real quick, John L., you brought up a good-ass point. I'm trying to remember the name of this documentary I watched, but it's two bros. And they made the movie, like, over the top. They made all these movies in the 80s. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers didn't write one script in any of their pitch meetings. They were literally come in with a poster mm. and a, a whole bunch of posters and they would show them to the board. And then when the board would see a poster that they like, be like, what's that movie about? And the dude just had to get the gap and would make up the movie on the spot. Wow. And would he even know like, yeah, this, this is about a truck driver and uh, uh, he lives, he lives, he has a kid, but he doesn't fuck with the kid. And then he takes the kid on the road with him. And yeah. then they do an arm wrestling competition <laughs> and we're going to get Sylvester Stallone to be the dude. Wow. And then, that's how they made the movie. And then they were like, yeah, we want that. Wow. So then they would have to bang out a script, and they would pay people to ba- uh, bang out the script. Wow. Wow. Yeah, man. I don't, I, when you talk about being exceptional, I go, who's been more exceptional than the Q-tip? No, I completely agree with and, you. I and for you. Q-tip not to be able to walk a Meg the Stallion in the door is just, it's, it's laughable. So as we're shopping Kev's record, there are days where I'm inspired, where I'm excited, and there's days where I'm ultra sad because I know it's the best rap album of the year, and it's not even close. Tyler, I love you. You made a beautiful record. But boy, if I wasn't smiling when that shit came out. Yeah. 
West Side, when you dropped, nigga, I was so happy. But I was like, it ain't fucking with us. Yeah, man. With a, with a straight Cole, nigga, excellent. Not fucking with us. Yeah. CLB, Donda, laughed them niggas out the gym. We did it. We can't get a meeting. Empire's in our backyard. We can't get a, we can't get a, we can't come just press play on the bitch. Fuck it. We don't have to come to the office, nigga. Here's the private link. Irk the jerk can't come walk in the front door and, and hey, Gazi, what up? Yeah. And not on, not even, if not for the legacy, for what Grand National did over the last 18 months. Mm-hmm. Every, every, every Bay artist on y'all roster, nigga, went and tucked their chains in. Because yeah. of the pandemic. We served the streets. Mm-hmm. We served the community. Everybody packed their shit up and went home. Everybody. Yeah. So on that on on if if it's not gonna be for the legacy, if it's not gonna be about the music, there's no way of denying what Grand National did in 18 months. Mm-hmm. That's the part I'm talking about. So when you see Q-Tip not be able to walk Meg the Stallion, and you go, oh, duh. Yeah. All right. I, okay. The silver lining it is is you end up creating a monster. You got hove now. Right. You got hove. You like the NFL recognizes it's in his financial interest to have Hove be curating your music. <laughs> he just put an up and smoke tour on national television. Uh, right. Right. For and the, for the world for the world to see. So I think the silver lining of that is, yo, you keep closing the door or not even opening it, mm-hmm. we're gonna find another way in. We're gonna build our own building. Build our own building. And and everybody's welcome. Yeah. Um one of the more I have I haven't I haven't spoken spoken en- enough about how how much gratitude and how rewarding being a member of Grand National is. Um, one of the greatest feelings in the world is a fellow artist texting, emailing, DM, and going, "Hey, big bro, I'm so inspired by what y'all are doing. I want to know how to be a part." And you get to go. Here's the address. Here's my number. Here's my email. Let me know your availability. These are the days I'm at the studio. Pull up. Because, it, it, nigga, it ain't, everybody's Grand National. Mm-hmm. Everybody. This, this, ain't, this, this ain't no exclusivity uh, uh, members only club. No, no, no. Everybody is GN. Mm-hmm. The quality control part is a different conversation, but as far as community goes, nigga, everybody's genius. Mm-hmm. Because that's what it that's that's what it was rooted in. Community community organization when there when there was no spaces, when there was no safe spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh we talked about it a lot, like wanting I'll never I'll never forget being so frustrated in the in the in the the the, the press portion of season one and um there was only one person with enough courage to admit to the aesthetic displeasure they had at the only female representation of, of season one being a white woman. Shout out, Kate. I love you. There was only one person that 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 was that was bold enough to bring that bring that to us. And initially you're like, man, but I was glad that that person said it because it was how a lot of other people were feeling and we got to address it. And what people didn't know or didn't care to even consider is that rap as a whole 
has has not been conducive to safe spaces for women, especially black women. Studio sessions, video shoots, late night shit, hella niggas around, drugs, alcohol, like that, that nigga, ain't nobody been trying to curate safe space. Not just safe space, but safe spaces where women's voices are leading the creativity. Mm. That ain't been a thing. But when that te- when that text message went out for people to pull up to them sessions, they went to all, they went to the black the black female artists in the bay. They didn't pull up for whatever reason. So it's not a knock on them for not pulling up, but they they got the same text. Just want just want y'all to know that 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 did happen. And Kate was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna slide and contribute what I can," and ended up bodying that shit. Kate is all over season one in BTS, whether it be from a from playing, from adding texture to leading the vocal. Sometimes she just came in and and on, on her NOI shit. Mm-hmm. And never, never, never been more grateful to work with an artist of that caliber to to fulfill that. Like the artists of the the caliber of artists that were just that were just role players. Myself, Mo Green, Ian Kelly. Uh, Jane Hancock came in on season two or, or BTS and and served as a, a role player for the for the greater good. And that's that's why those records sound like that, man. And so that's why I say when y'all see Grand National, bro, it ain't a it ain't a members only shit. Y'all all y'all all are Grand National, every single person, mm-hmm. whether whether you know, whether you got your own stigmas and, and, and preconceived notions to work through. Guess who's not going to take it personal? Us, because we understand it's not it's not personal to us. So take your time, figure it out, but know that the door is always open and it's going to be safe. It's going to be if you got kids and you're like, man, I normally can't bring kids to suit. Nigga, we've had sessions where we've pre-warned people that, hey, yo, such and such kid is, will be coming. No smoking today, no drinking. Yeah. Take that shit outside. Like that can be that can be arranged. Mm-hmm. But don't not pull up because of what you thought it was because it ain't that. This ain't no rap shit. Yeah. This is community. This is quality. Sometimes quality means we got to have the youth around. Mm-hmm. All the time, quality means we got to have uh, women around for sure. For surely. Um, so I, I don't even know how the fuck we got there. We started talking about Q-Tip and Meg and yeah. industry and all this stuff. Um, right. Lil Nas X is the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for an abrupt change, but I, that nigga is, is hilarious. He's talented. He's He's talented. He's a troll and he's hilarious. This nigga gonna, this nigga gonna tweet. No lie, I miss pussy now. <laughs> <laughs> nigga almost threw my phone. You missed a pearl. You didn't got you didn't got all these homophobic niggas so mad and then you tweet you missed a pearl. It's like nigga that. It's it's just like some some Larry David shit. Like it's some it's some it's some Gerard Carmichael yeah, yeah. shit. It's like bruh, this is trolling on a whole nother level to where you like. Y'all, y'all niggas is weird for being this invested in the sexuality, especially somebody's own. So is he creating the brand around fluidity now? Is that what is is that was that what we trying to build for him? Is that, is I, that what is he doing? I don't know what he got going on. I just I'm just invested as a fan Yo. because the nerve, the absolute nerve, bro, to go to have to have like Nick. Niggas is going out their way. Vlad, Vlad and these other platforms have made a business structure out of having people come up and and voice their displeasure about Little Nas X. Like people go out of their way to go talk about him, so he's driving conversation. 
And we're talking about the heel. The business of being the heel is big business. Because it's all because it's all about impressions. Yeah. Uh, and oh, I'll let you finish the outside. In the in the spirit realm of impressions, I think I don't y- y'all y'all talking about right or wrong. I just need you to be talking about it. Mm-hmm. Y'all talking about hate or love? Guess what? I just need you to be talking about it. I don't give a fuck what you the dis the like button the dislike YouTube YouTube showed me that. Nigga got 100,000 likes, 16 dislikes, and lose his mind over the dislikes. Nigga, you got 100,000 likes. What are you mad about the dislikes for? Oh. Now you start seeing videos where the dislikes and the likes are like neck and neck, and that person is leveraging that shit. Yep. The Trump administration showed us that shit. Yay has, has showed us that. Want to know who else showed us that? Hmm. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, absolutely. He said... I can find a million baby face, hmm. but it takes sometimes year for me to find one great heel. One great heel. Yeah. And he said that great heel in one, if I find him in one year, the things he will do for my industry <sighs> is way more than any great baby face could do in six years. Bro. That's so crazy. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a insane business model, but it's so it's so synonymous with with uh, with American culture. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 can't hate they can't hate you if it's no love there if it's no absolute obsession and admiration where you, nigga, you know how important you know how valuable your bandwidth and your time is to sit around and to have Twitter fingers over something you hate. I've always laughed at that. The um, the woke the woke bay niggas that was gatekeeping the the art scene for for a minute, who I who I fought for this shit being fucked up. Not the street niggas, not the hyphy movement. It was the woke niggas. They had all day to sit around and type about what they didn't fuck with, as opposed to writing typing about what and showcasing what they did. Yeah. Hip hop ain't never been dead. R and B ain't never been dead. Great music ain't great art ain't never been dead. Niggas just was so infatuated about talking about what they didn't like, they didn't realize that they was taking viewership and platform away from the things that they would have deemed of quality. So who's to blame for that? You hate the hyphy movement so bad, my nigga, then tweet about the niggas who's counter to that, if if that's really what you want. Because they existed. You just chose not... Nigga, Mo Green was happening at the same time that HBK was happening, so if you had a beef with it, there's your counter to it, yeah. but you chose to just sit around and talk about what you didn't like. That's on you. Yeah. And the same thing is happening going forward. So when you see Lil Nas X come out and troll people behind shit that don't have nothing to do with nothing, yeah. it's the it's the business model of the heel. Yeah, it's 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 it's. it's I just find, I find it funny. So no, then, no, I <laughs> I think it's it, it it's wild and yeah, the fact that people are able to now figure out ways to monetize on it. It just shows you that content is king. Right. You got to keep making it. If you can remove your personal feelings from it. Right. And do it. You, it could be a win. And because people are going to bring their emotions to it. And the, the best that doing it um, are able to recognize like any conversation is good for them. Right. 
Me personally, I don't know if I could do something like that, but I respect the hell out of creatives that can do it. That can take it there. Yeah. Man, man. Um, we we talked y'all y'all sat on the phone while we talked to B. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last the last few weeks since we officially made her co producer of the show, she's done such a great job of sharing topics, but one that really challenges, um, the conversations that we have as men. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the topics she hit us with today is fucked me up. Like I, I read, I read it. It fucked me up so bad that I read it wrong four times, and I just, <laughs> I just read it right and was like, oh my god. So from Brittany Nation, co-producer of Meet the Brave podcast, I got to say that because this is wild. As a woman, I'm okay knowing that whoever I choose as my life partner may not be my top-rated sexual partner. Do men feel the same? Feel that way as well? Sheesh. Bruh, what are you doing? <laughs> you supposed to help help the you supposed to help us, nigga, not get niggas in trouble. Are you kidding me? Um I think I think I thought that. Um I think I thought that. Uh for a really long time actually. Like even up to the point of meeting team, like I still was like, what's the, what's the, what's the comp, what's the compromise? And you know what I'm saying? And then nigga just so happened to get, get lucky. Like I just, yeah. again, it was like, I was telling my cousins here from DC um, and her boyfriend, Daniel is, is, is amazing, but we just, just building, kicking, shooting and shit. And uh, it was like, based off of my experience and just being a fuck up, it was like, no one should get this lucky in the realm of partner as as I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to Brittany's point, I think I thought that for a really long time that there was, you got to make a compromise on some end of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I didn't want to do that. Like, cause it's, it's kind of the same way I feel about the albums that I made and then leading up to Ke- working on Kev's album why I love working with Kev so much is in his perfectionism, I realized it was just unwillingness to compromise on your art. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't really find the words in and around like life partner relationships, a future wife, what have you. It was like, but I didn't compromising on your, your wife feels like compromising on, on bodies of work. That fit, that felt weird to me. Um, and I, and I didn't want to do that. And so meeting team, and and where we met, where we where we rec- not meeting team, where we reconnected in our lives, we really been through shit. And she she we laugh all the time. It's like, bro, without going through all this other shit, I don't, I, I would still be hella immature in how I value our partnership. Yeah. Like it'd be the little shit. Yeah. It'd be like so small. I'd be like, and that's and I guess that's the difference. Yeah. And but also being able to to get a to the clear view clear perspective on that should be like yeah that's that's one of them things i'm just unwilling to i was unwilling to compromise but then also being able to realize how fucking lucky i got in the process too so i don't know i don't know if that answers that should be but that that would be my answer this is one of those questions i wish b was here yeah right right (laughs) to challenge and to ask more thoroughly because i don't know if i answered her question i feel like i did but i don't know yeah and i just i have questions for her right 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 at the same time right um yeah, man. How y'all feel? Do is that something? Is that something that we? Is that something that that exists? Is that is that something that that pertains? Is it real? How y'all? How you guys feel? 
I would say it's something I think like you, my, or at least for me, I think it's evolved. Mm. Um, I think I did put a high priority on that, but I think you could have great sexual chemistry with someone, but that relationship be toxic as shit. Facts. And I've definitely been in that situation before. Right. And I, I'm, this is no blame on anyone. I think I, I recognize the parts I played in that. Right. Um, but yeah, man, sex still got to be great. Um, <laughs> that part, I, 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 I guess that's, I guess that's what it comes down to. It's like, that's, it's such an essential piece of it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it ain't much wiggle room on that at all. Like it's like, it's such a, it's such a driving variable in the connectivity and mm-hmm. the, um, you know, like that, that part of you that's like, damn, I want you. Like I, I, I want to always want you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and have that, have that part of it always be a thing. Like, even you know, even at the at the we have family Sunday dinner. Like, hey, family, I'll let you right quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what you what you got going on? Like that 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 is such a necessary thing yeah. um, for me. I, I don't want, I don't want to put that on everybody else, but I, that was just one of those things that I wasn't willing to act like didn't fucking matter. That's so, that seems so silly to me. Yeah. Sex isn't that important bullshit. <laughs> you can go tell, you can go tell that to whoever else you want. Yeah. And then with her question saying like, you know, the greatest sex escapade or partner, but then it goes back to the question. My I, top, my top rated sexual partner. Yeah. Right. And then, for me, the reason why I wish she was here is because then it goes back to my original hypothesis from many moons ago when I said, if you don't bust, it don't count. <laughs> so is that why women have so many quote unquote friends? Because they're like, oh, I didn't bust, that don't count. Yeah. And then at some point in time, is it them just like, all right, for me to find the right partner, maybe it's not the one that's going to make me bust the most because usually they toxic as fuck. Sheesh. But like I said, she's not there, so I can't ask these questions. Hmm. We we could keep it keep it reoccurring because I imagine our listeners are gonna have some some volatile responses to this one. Thank yes. you, Brittany, for knowing how to troll. Brit is Brittany Lil Nas X? She might be. They might be the same person. Lil Nas Brit. <laughs> Lil Nas <laughs> Brit. <laughs> um. Damn. That went. That went crazy fast. Uh, we got fan questions uh, this week. I thought somebody asked a really good one. Shout out Travis uh, in in Oregon. Um, asked who who's the most underrated rapper that we all know. We all just we all just accept like that, that nigga's the goat, but it's just uh, criminally underrated. Criminally underrated. Does he mean ever or just right now? Ever. Ever. Ooh. It's a tough one. Sheesh. I kept kicking him around, and I I was like I I couldn't let because the the people I deem goats, people whether they whether they, they get put in the top list or not, people still talk about them. There isn't anyone that gets disrespected. Uh, Scarface is in my top, so he get like whether the the big platforms put him in there. All the people who know know like all your favorite rappers. Scarface is their favorite rapper, so that's not. I don't really feel comfortable putting him in there. Black Thought is now having this second life where niggas bring up Black Thought as one of the, like, his his flex freestyle kind of took care of that, so you don't really have to say that no more. Mm. Um, 
Bron- LeBron's goofy ass posted Jadakiss being underrated, I, I had to laugh because that's not true. Yeah. Um, so we couldn't put Kiss in there. Um, so a couple underrated for me that people don't like to mention. Hmm. I have like Yuck Mouth. Okay. I I I I'm I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Humpty Hump. Mm. Shock. Shock G. Okay. And then my third one is Adrian Man from Three Times Crazy. Mm. What are you trying to do today? Man, gets no love. That's what you're saying. I, I'm, <laughs> what are you trying? What you what you trying to prove today? I only asked that because. I I had Yuck and Ager was were the two that I I witnessed I didn't have shock but Yuck and Ager but I didn't want to be too regional yeah mm-hmm. only reason I only that was the only reason I didn't bring him up but Yuck does have this whole rap a lot run that doesn't necessarily make him just regional so we can have a different conversation um I just that's that's funny that you that you said those two names specifically because I had I had both Yuck and Ager um what's and Devin the dude. Mm. Devin the dude's my. So Devin the dude may be where we have to live at as far as as far as this conversation, because it's not regional, enough national success on enough nationally acclaimed records that it's just hard to argue. So De- I I want to argue Devin, but I want to go back to Ager and Yuck for you. Can you real quick just for our folks who aren't from the Bay, no context? Can you can you just briefly? Talk about those two specifically and their lyrical ability and how they kind of get lost in the Bay, in the whole Bay Area conversation. Because this funny thing happens with the Bay as far as art goes and contribution. Like, there's a lot of contribution. Niggas love I Got Five on it but and, and keep it on the real, but that kind of is where it stops. And them niggas are exceptional MCs. Exceptional. Like, lyrically. Yeah. They, like, their songs, first off, Yuck's first solo album being two disc. Yeah. Out the gate, double disc. Out the gate. And just between the features and all the topics that he ran into, mm-hmm. that song like Father Like Son. Yeah, Kev was just talking about that the other that's that's wild. Bro, and people do not give this man I I feel like a lot of people don't give him his just due. Right. And for him to be on rap a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Uh, in uh, Franklin State, mm-hmm. uh, Kev's second verse. Uh, uh, stacking chips on my age, uh, stacking chips on me, Adrian, call me Frito now. Like it's a, it was a, is an, an ode to him, like to Adrian, man, like in his contribution to West Coast Bay Area rap and advancing it and how you could have wordplay. Uh, I posted a video yesterday. Full Kev is making beats in the, in our in our live room mm-hmm. on the drum kit. So you got a laptop sitting on the floor time, chopping samples through the 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 piano sub we got in there, and then playing break beats over the sample he just chopped. And I'm like, oh, we're definitely producing Keek's next record. Cause I've I've always envisioned a world where Keek gets all the Rick Ross beats. What happens? Sheesh. What happens? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Is there is there a way where I make you hear some of the like God damn it, bro? If Jacka was still alive, mm. what I what I'd propose to him and his neck Jack Jack shit would sound like Daytona. Yeah, Jack was alive. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, let, 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 let just just try it, please, because mm. you're 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 the best. Like, not even one like Jack like nobody's fucking with Jack. Early mess, 
Like, I, mm-hmm. and that's where I like. Let me stop before it get too regional. Yeah. So that's why I was like, Devin and Dude might be a good. Who you got? If you did, you think of anybody uh, that that wouldn't be as regional? And then you got the you L.A. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Definitely corrupt. Okay, <laughs> I, that's why I love y'all. Be, okay, Devin corrupt. Who you got? Anybody else? I would say outside of the corrupt, I still, I still think Andre Three Thousand is underrated to a lot of people. I think he doesn't get a respect from maybe the streets the way that other rappers that we consider in top mm, five get. That's an interesting. I think take. the creatives love that's him. An, that's an interesting take. That's an interesting take. And my 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 gut reaction was to be like, nigga, shut up. But when you put it that way, I think you're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right. The streets. Don't fuck with him that way. My bad. Yeah, no, that. And then I think um, a goat. And I'm going to look at the current goats right now. Right. Zay. I think he's really underrated right now. I don't think people really really recognize the position he's playing. Really? With with Kendrick's transition, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be Zay at a certain point. And people don't realize it yet. Wow. That's interesting. That's my favorite project of the year. More so... The house is burning. Shout out Zay. Yes. Outside of what's out right now. Beautiful record. Um, Beautiful, beautiful album. I I play it... I think I play it... Who asked me that? Uh, Demandre asked me that at the shoot. Uh, It's like, what do I play more out of Vince and Zay? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think... I think instinctually I like Vince's more Mm -hmm. because it's... It's out there. Like, it's more experimental. For sure. Um... But I, I find myself playing Zay more because it reminds me so much of 3-6 Mafia exactly. shit. Exactly. So yeah. I play it, like, to ride to. Yeah. Like, instinctually, I'd be like, I just want to mob to something. Yeah. And I'll just press play on that and let it run and don't even touch it. Whereas Vince, I'll play, like, DJ, and I've been DJing a lot. I'll play Vince. Mm-hmm. Fuck. And, like, most of that new Vince record is in my set. Yeah. Like, just play it. It's so. both incredible. I, I love both those projects. Right. I think, to your point, like, I love how... There's that that southern homage that he pays in the music so that it embeds well, the West Coast. It just it's 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 a really hard one to to run up against this year. But you know, there's 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 more music to be to be made and put out this year that I think we'll be definitely talking about more goats. But. I want I, I, so Trav to your question. I like Lex and Janelle going corrupt. And Devin a dude. Um, corrupt because of the lyrical ability, but being from Philly, but being such an influential piece of the death row movement and um, Streets is a Mother and both Space Boogie, Smoke Odyssey are like two of my favorite records of all time. And then, and then Dog Food, like not even that's mm-hmm. not even counting Dog Food. And then it's not counting him being over all over Doggy Style either. Like it's mm-hmm. this weird sort of run of perfection that he's like smack dab in the middle of mm-hmm. um and you just go oh yeah corrupt's one of the best like i've i've grew up thinking that in my mind and assuming that the world felt that way but it's such a regional way to feel and then devin a dude i have no idea why he's so big in the bay like i just but i just again i just grew up going oh everybody thinks devin a dude is the greatest and it took until i got just i reconnected with my cousin Y'all, y'all linked us up, and then I started fucking with Kev, and y'all were the only niggas that felt like Devin Adu was the greatest, like the greatest nigga ever. It's like Devin Adu informed so much of my music making. Yeah. 
but I had, it took forever to find niggas that felt that way. <laughs> So yeah. I, I I I like that idea of them of Devin and Dude and Corrupt being yeah. two of the more underrated uh, contributors to hip hop ever, um, but they got respect. Quick, don't you do don't <laughs> stop you, tra- now you now you now you now you now you trolling me. No, don't get me started. You know you know how I feel about. Yeah, don't do that. You know, don't do that. We don't know, do that. but yeah, definitely those Qu- those two and Quick. I that what we. Was that you I was talking about that with? And it's like the, the 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 identity for me as a producer. Yep. Okay. Yes. The the producer rapper. So if we go Dre, Quick, Q Tip, Yay, like we start to Jermaine Dupri, Tyler. Like we start to get in a weird sort of space of like, and I start going back. Puff. Like these are the niggas I identified with first. Like. Mace was cool, but Puff was the nigga because he was going to be sitting behind the board and he was going to be flat. You know what I'm saying? He's going to jump off the screen. And then uh, there's a there's a video of my parents' wedding day because, you know, true hood nigga shit. I was at my parents' wedding like a real nigga. If you wasn't at your parents' wedding, I don't know what you was doing. You know, you real wholesome, nigga. <laughs> but there's a video of me sitting on my dad's lap. He's putting his suit on. And I'm rapping and bobbing my head to tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that, you mean to tell me that nigga made the beat, recorded him, engineered it, mixed it, all this. Shit. Oh, this now we're now this is getting silly. Yeah. You know. Um, and so I just I, I yeah that, that's interesting. But I'm 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 blown away. You niggas came out came in here and said Devin the dude and corrupt. Yeah, man. Because it I I I couldn't agree more. But but at the same damn time. We're we're just having a conversation as like consumer general generally being underrated, um, amongst their peers, they're ultra respected yeah, for sure. So it so their val- again their value sure. in the industry is really really high. Yeah. Where once you step outside of that, outside looking in, they could be underrated. But I'd be a, good, a great question for both of those gentlemen. Like, do they do they feel that way? Yeah. I know. Uh, Corrupt did his Adam Twenty his No Jumper interview. That was a great, great, great uh, conversation. I love. I love, shout out Adam and that whole team what they're doing. I love No Jumper. Um, and then Devin Adu was just on No Vulture. Shout out No Vultures, another one of my favorite shows, one of the best podcasts out. No Vultures. Um, they just sat down with Devin Adu, had an excellent conversation, and the the amount of normalcy. For someone who's had that impact and been on records this, the, as big as he has, it's just it's so beautiful yeah. to watch how he's how he's aged in hip hop. Um, such a such a fan. So salute Devin to do uh, Trav. I hope that answers your question. And if you have any any people to add to that, I would love to 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 bring this up again and could have it be a reoccurring uh, dialogue. Um, I think it's just a good conversation. Uh, we. Um, Watching television change has been strange, but also f- amazing at the same time. Yeah. Um, but two crazy things this week that are in the same realm but different at the same time. But they 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 correspond. It's Nick Cannon headed to daytime TV. Yeah. And Charlemagne uh, premiering his late night show. Mm-hmm. Did y'all watch that? I haven't watched it yet. No. I haven't watched Charlemagne's. It's. What's it on? Uh, Comedy Central. Okay. But it's Colbert meets 
real time Bill Maher. Like, okay. I I wanted to I wanted to hate. I on God I wanted to hate. <laughs> but from the writers, from the sketches, mm. man, Charlemagne Charlemagne fucking around, like fucking around. It's a it's an excellent show. Yeah. Like I wanted I wanted to I wanted to come in here and tear it apart. Yeah, can do Monday through Friday or is it just Monday? Good question. Good question. I don't know. I don't know. Um, His evolution, bro. That's crazy. He has a late night show, fam. He get in the bag wherever he can. Books. Radio. Best best sellers. Keeping his daytime radio job. He's Howard, but but he always spoke about being a, a Howard Stern baby, being a fan, and kind of wanting his his career to go the same way. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if people really knew what that meant at the time. Mm-hmm. But now that this nigga has a late night show, I want so bad for it to be successful. So um, Charlemagne and company, whatever whatever has to happen to make that possible, man, y'all tune in, y'all engage with that show because it, it, it's going to prove to be one of those platforms that give a lot of a lot of black voices and contributors and and not even just people in entertainment, but people that are running to ch- to change the face of government, both nationally and and locally, yeah. it's going to give a lot of people access and platforms to do so. So don't don't let this not succeed by you not figuring out how to support um, that show. And then with Nick going to daytime, it's just proof, man. Protect Nick Cannon at all costs. <laughs> I mean it. Don't let nothing happen to Nick Cannon because he. Nick Cannon figured out how to let a bunch of real niggas in the door. Mm-hmm. And that, we're going to have to start having a conversation at some point of niggas who didn't held the door open and Nick Cannon going to be at the top of that, that mountain alone. Mm-hmm. Like by himself, it's going to be Nick. Yep. Let a lot of real niggas in the door and, 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 and it, made it made it work. And now him moving to daytime again. Make sure this succeeds because he didn't he didn't done a lot, yeah. and and doing it through controversy too. Yeah, I think that's the important part. Yeah. Nick doing it through controversy is so is so amazing. Um, what it does that are you? I'm well. I guess I'm. I need to back up. I've all like since a kid, late night talk shows have been my thing. Me and my that's me and my grandma said are from when Arsenio, and even. Um, let both both Letterman and Leno. Um, it was just one of those things. And then I, I tweeted a while ago, like you 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 ain't really grow up with your granny if you didn't watch Ricky Lake and Jerry Springer, nigga. Right, like right. that's it. Just would be on during the day if you were staying with her. You was gonna watch all the daytime shit. Yep. Um. So knowing you know knowing what shit Jerry the, what what did they estimate Jerry was getting whatever an episode and then. Judge Jude, the bag Judge Judy was getting. That daytime TV television bag is just different. Oh. Nick is headed to daytime TV, y'all. Yeah. It's wild, man. I think the significance of that, I mean, we, we see how long that run could be. We see, you know, from Dick Clark to, right, to right, now right, where right. we're seeing, like, late night television. You can be doing that into your 60s and 70s. Right. And, I mean, you build with with your your audience and you become a part of their life right. Monday through Friday for right. the next six decades. Like right. That's that's a that's a legacy play right there, right. I think, for someone like Charlemagne is knowing that he 
can evolve and while people may listen to them on the radio they can now go and be a part of his his journey um in the evening time like he's he has a 24 hours rotation around you now right i mean it is 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 definitely significant uh, um i don't want to be demonstrative but i also we got to we got to call it we got to call spade a spade and just and just and just shoot it straight right mhm not going to call Alameda County like the 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 actual people Sheesh. clowns I am going to call the system that they're referencing and working within the most clown shit ever Alameda County announces the biggest drug bust in history of drug bust this week um 5,000 square foot facility, they raided. A few thousand pounds of marijuana, a few uh, upwards of $10 million were seized, um, some guns. And legal, illegal, fine. Y'all argue that shit all day. I'm, I'm simply talking optics, aesthetics, and explanations for said execution. Mm hmm. And if you live here, if you live here, you got a whole different respect to how disgusting this is. So, whomever the fuck, because I don't think that was chief of police, uh, I'm, I'm, I could be sadly mistaken, but whoever the fuck they had get up there and speak about the bust and offer his perspective on why, why and how they went about doing what they did, proceeded to leave with, lead with, this was a four prop for-profit organization that wasn't legally sanctioned by the government. AKA, we didn't get our cut, my nigga, so we mm -hmm. on y'all ass. That's what I heard. Yo, paperwork wasn't right. Yo, paperwork <laughs> wasn't right, so we own, we own y'all ass. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't sanctioned. It wasn't, it wasn't properly government sanctioned. And so... It was, and, but what was so funny in the process, in the process of explaining it, fam had to go, yeah, man, best thing I ever seen though. <laughs> <laughs> Computers, right. generators. It was, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. And all right. But then that's not the part that got me, bro. He said, yeah, we had to pull hundreds of deputies, deputies and officers for the the manpower we needed. Oh, so that explains old Asian ladies and old people being able to get mugged in broad daylight. Yeah. Cause y'all was on y'all was on some y'all was busy yeah. doing something that really don't like. At, come on, bro. We. Yeah, man. I think we've watched enough Narcos to see the, see this ain't about morality anymore. Come on. And he, and he tried to make it a moral play, yeah. and that's where I was like, and then had the nerve. It was it was contradicting after every point was like this is this is prohibition yeah. all over again. I was like, well, nigga, do you remember how that worked? Yeah, man. My bad. You were saying. I no, just, I mean, yeah. yeah. Other parts of society suffer because we deem the play that we didn't get a piece of that pie. Right. More, more of a of a priority, and yeah, man. Shit, I, it's wild. Like right. that we can that 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 press conferences are going that way now. <laughs> like it ain't about them being 
you know, pariah on society. It was just, yeah, they didn't play within the rules that we, that we set. That's, that we set. <laughs> it's the it's the, it's the shakedown. Hey, fam, this could all go smooth if we get our cut. That's all I kept hearing. It's like, so you took manpower away from protecting and serving the neighborhood. Then you branded it as this race war in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Oh, y'all goofy for real. I'm sorry. This is the most goofy shit ever. You took manpower away from patrolling the community in the middle of a pandemic when people are starving to go focus on something that's kind of legal, but not for real. We don't know. The federal is federal is different from state. Y'all goofy, bro. And, 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 and they understand why the vaccine shit. They don't understand why the vaccine shit with the way they did because no one's on the same page. Hey, fam, you got to wear your mask in here. You don't in here. You got to have a va- your, your vax card in here. You don't here. We don't. We're not going to vax kids. Oh, yeah. Now we are in California. at le- Bro, what? Yeah, it's confusing, bro. Meanwhile, the whole time we ran out of money. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot that part. We are running out of we are running out of money. Oh, and by the way, if you are in good in, in, the, in the business of goods and services, your shit is sitting on the dock because ain't nobody going to work. Unemployment pays them more than niggas go to work for 30 days and go right back on unemployment. I said, oh, this y'all the smart. So so if you haven't gotten your if you haven't gotten your bulk orders, y'all, like for anybody who doesn't know, your shit's just sitting on the ship at Port of Oakland right now because they don't have nobody to, to drive. I have anybody to work right now. Yeah. This shit is go- goofy. Absolutely goofy. It's only going to get goofier, so please protect yourselves. Um, understand. Do your do your best to get informed with with the with the laws that are being passed while we're asleep. The CDC is good for rolling out some shit when niggas is in the bed, two a.m. They'll put a new mandate in, and you like nigga, wait, when did that happen? Yep. Last night at two thirty-two. Wake up to the email. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> what? Press release and all. In uh, all, for real. <laughs> Uh, do we want to talk about Kyrie? Man, we 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 do do a YouTube show. Yeah. I don't know how, cause I'm not gonna do the Shack and everything. Everybody in the league is doing is is in going against this kid. I, I feel I feel different than everybody that I've even spoken spoken to. <coughs> I'm 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 rolling, um. But I'm also not anti-vaccine either, though. So that's the that's the part that gets confusing, where it makes it hard for people to have that conversation and not go, "You no, nigga, that's not what it's not what be, was being said." Yeah. Straight straight up and down. This is what the state of New York is doing. This is what the rest of the states are doing. Bet if I gotta miss half the games, my nigga, this is what it is. Yeah. Over you not being able to mandate my my physical person. That's so what that's the conversation he's attempting to have and everybody's trying to hijack it as something else with some moral high ground and other shit. I know you feel I know you feel different so I really want you to speak to it. I mean, I think personal choice is personal choice so I'll never condemn anybody for that. I think the conversation we've had earlier this week is just the the person to person implications right. of that choice right. and I think that that gets lost in translation. Um, because of this thing being 
a, a virus that can spread, I think they're how we make our choices. I, I take that into consideration, right. but I can't condemn an individual for not having the same beliefs as me. Right. I think the, the broader implications of, of this in terms of how the organization and association that he finds himself a part of are starting to side with, um, pro vaccination, right? Like right. they're saying any individual, any player that misses a game due to COVID status, um, they're not going to be paid. And so hopefully Kyrie, I think he's in a position where financially he won't be hurt by it. Right. But I mean that these are the things we're starting to see that with the NFL, um, players, I think it's 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 interesting how we how do we choose and decide like because we we have um, anti drug policies that a lot of these professional um, associations um, comply with mm-hmm. and you don't really see athletes um, challenging that but I think COVID is is one of the big ones where you know personal belief and choice is is of discussion because I think the rest of society is having that conversation right. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I think it's one of those things like I, I do I agree with Kyrie? No, but I, I understand his choice. Right. And and I respect that. And so that's the place where I'm at. And I think I'm at the place with a lot of people is like we we can we don't have to see eye to eye on this. Um, can we at least have a conversation about it? Right. The, the unfortunate part is the con- the people who have in those conversations have a have somewhat of a bigger have a larger influence mm-hmm. on society mm-hmm. and so how how can we be mindful about that right right and i, I that's that's the part like cuz i i don't fuck with the it's it's america's like mean girls i'm i'm dating myself and exposing <laughs> myself but mean girls is in my top 10 movies of all time for sure um but that's that's how i think about that's exactly how i think about the world um the regina georges of the world get the dictate shit without little without little to no um without little to no being informed at all i'm cooler than you so i'm a, i'm gonna roast you into compliance mm-hmm. and and don't you say nothing about that. I, I, when Ye, when Ye was doing this shit, he was simply trying to have a conversation in and around, in and around bullying and public perception. Mm-hmm. If it's spo- if it's supposed to be personal choice, my my uh, political party don't have nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. But because I'm black, I I have to be a Democrat. A Democrat. Mm-hmm. That shit only apply. That only that only is applicable to black people they don't do that to nobody else mm-hmm. you have you have uh korean store owners in 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 predominantly black neighborhoods that have politics otherwise like just based off of their business model they gotta be republican even though their business is in a black neighborhood that is so own, their, their consumers are only black not not a high percentage not 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 80% no 100% their their consumers are black at yeah. the beauty salons in the yeah. in in certain neighborhoods at the nail salons in certain neighborhoods yeah. and they got they have political alliances 
contrary to those that they're serving. Mm -hmm. So that shit don't apply to them. But the the poor folks are held to this. You got to do this because this is what we all doing. Yeah. That's the shit that, that makes it all confusing. So when, when the videos of people being arrested uh, off the planes and shit were happening, and it was, but it was the white people, you ain't, go, you ain't making me do nothing. My mask, nothing. So now they on the float, no fly list, all the shit. And then eight months later, the CDC finally mandates the, the mask in, in public places. All those people were trying to say is like, I read this what's on the CDC website and the information. And technically this isn't mandated yet. So you, as a worker for this public company technically can't make me put my mask on. That's all that was be that's that's all those standards were for. But pub, the way public perception works, oh you're anti this, you're anti that, demonize that person, get the person the fuck out of here. And they're going, "No, fam, I just know my rights." I just know my rights. Yeah. It's true. A uh, shout out 19 Keys, my bad. 19 Keys from Are you uh Leisure is like, "Hey man, the things we interface with the most, we know the least about. Mm-hmm. Food, money, government. Yeah. We don't know how none of this shit work. But it's the things that dictates, dictate every movement of our life. Yeah. Inflammation, mucus building. It's all attached to the shit you're consuming. Mm-hmm. Money. Do you really know how it works? Do you know what it's doing just sitting in the bank versus sitting in certain investments and stocks and shit? Yeah. Do you know? Do you really, really know? Chances are no. And that's how we keep reproducing these cultures of being physically unhealthy, mentally unhealthy, uh, economically challenged. Because somebody can't just introduce opposing information so we can unlock the truth. Because Kyrie ain't, Kyrie ain't got it figured out completely. But the last thing he needs is to be demonized. Maybe we listen to him. Maybe through listening, somebody can provide a perspective that helps advise him in another direction. Yeah. That's 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 all I'm saying. Because it, it reminds me of them of them woke niggas in the Bay that was like, fuck, these these young niggas, they ain't rapping about nothing. They are. Right. It's where they come from. I think, yeah, I think it's much easier to demonize. And I don't agree with that. And I think we should be having deeper conversation with where people with contrasting views like ourselves and and other folks can sit down and and break that down Um, because there's a lot to a lot to unlock in those differences where we could potentially look at ways of doing things differently and potentially have uh, a discourse where, yo, I may be able to learn something that that helps in improve not only the situation for myself but for others um we're not we're not i, I would say we're not we're not bested in 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 that in in saying seeing the collective grow and improve from that um and 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 there are people that benefit from from that that divide and conquer right. mentality um and perspective so shoot we need we need Kyrie's of the world to to be able to express that perspective, but also being willing to to hear a different perspective from someone else. And like, I hope that Kyrie is willing to have a conversation with somebody of a contrasting view of him and inform himself about right, it. Right. Right. Um, 
as well as others. I, I don't think we need sports pundits to be out here condemning him right now. <laughs> right. Because it has nothing to do with sports. Right. Um, this is a man that has a perspective. It just so happens to be that sports is a platform for him where people are going to see and hear from him. Right. Right. Man, I um, I don't know, bro. I, I really lived for the day when L was in L.A. living his best life. And I could hit John L. Like, my nigga, come, come sit in for G. Bet. <laughs> I'm on my way. You know? Yeah. And it could look, it could feel like this sustainability, could, uh, our, our consistency. Um, but it all be the same umbrella. Yeah. Um, Lex, the new, the new, the new gear, everything. Like, we cooking, we cooking with motherfucking grease, bro. This is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so I was, to my brothers, man, I'm I'm excited for what the future holds. Uh, this this really this truly feels like, you know, decade in. This feel like this this feel like it's just starting. Like fresh legs, fresh life, fresh perspective. Uh, new people with new ideas and new energy are showing up, and so it's it's go time, man. Um, and so to our listeners, thank y'all for rocking, um, for growing, for allowing us to be in beta and to figure this shit out on the fly because it really is, it really is by by committee. Um, and people just showing up because they got great ideas. Britt, thank you. G, we missed you this week. Um, yeah, man. And I, I really, really, and truly just excited for what the future holds. Uh, if you got, if y'all, y'all got anything before we cut, before we shake? Nah, man. Uh, this was great. Uh, uh, Uplifters winning formula episode is five next or episode six? We just, just, we just dropped five. We had a good conversation with Justin Davis, yeah. who is working. Um, as a entrepreneur in residence with TPG and his business partner Josh Childress, um, really true, trying man. to bring black ownership to the real estate industry. Right. So that's a really great conversation. If you haven't checked it out, I right. would I would highly encourage you to. Winning form, winning formula. Um, I I had the pleasure of being episode one, the pilot, yes, and uh, remember I I remember you having the idea and watching you bring it to life and build a team and a crew. It just it's just inspiring watching Lex um, write write entire scripts for series, mm-hmm. like entire scripts, bro. Write entire scripts and format them, and just have them ready mm-hmm. for when that data button gets pushed, and he can walk in and they go, "Yo, you got a five year plan?" He's like, "Nah, nigga, I got a 20. Yep. There you go. It's yeah. just it's just a beautiful thing. And so to the creatives that keep that 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 keep hitting my phone and asking how how you do it, how do I get started? Um, that's how ideas get, get with people, get, make, take a look at your circle. And if, if, if motherfuckers aren't doing nothing, God bless you. Switch up your circle, man. We, um, we got Kevin's masters back this week and I was like, bro, we worked on this for two years. And so it was just one of the moments is like, yo, like, this is what this, this is why this feels that way. It's two years of, of dedicating your life to something and not compromising, not cutting no corner. So take a look at your circle. And make sure you're being empowered, encouraged, and supported to build from the ground up. And a setback, a door being closed to your face, don't mean to, to blow up the whole thing. It just may, it means finding an, an alternative measure or an alternative method or or new people, new staff support. You know, you know? Um, and similar to last week, issue another challenge. Seriously, like there's, uh, people people really really resonated with that, and that's the that's the challenge for this week. The challenge for this week for us collectively is to take a look 
at our circles, at our ciphers, at our spheres and make and absolutely it is imperative to make sure that those folks around you are better. Mm-hmm. That's it. The be- the be- the best the best folks the best folks go make sure that they find superior people to work with and align themselves with as a means to not ever be stagnant stagnant not ever be complacent and not to ever cut corners on product product especially what we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you don't even have to be making nothing. You can just be wanting to live a, a normal life, but that challenge to to be healthy, to be mentally healthy, that support, those safe spaces all come with being around people that are better than yourself. So mm-hmm. with that, we love you. It's been another episode of Meet the Brave. We'll see you all next week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>